or like what would a bizarre sport be just like you're you're inventing a sport i like this you're going uh, first see now so i i've always thought it'd be fun to do like soccer or, or football and for all the europeans but soccer and uh each team though has one player that can run around the sidelines and has a paintball gun <laughs> No, I like where that I like where your head's at on that one. Every time they fall down in soccer, you can just shoot them, <laughs> belt them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Anybody that's on the ground is target worthy. Yeah. <laughs> that would make that would make it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking for an American kind of sport, we'll call it shotgun wedding, where oh my, it's uh you know fifty participants. Now let's go like 20, 20 people, 10, 10 men, 10 women. The first people to pass out and puke have to get married. First guy and first girl to pass out and puke, they get married. Uh, there's a lot of strategy to that. <laughs> You're trying to time it up with the right person. Yeah, I mean. Oh, I, I like that. It's a, it pair, they pair off as, yeah, as it goes go. along. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just the first because otherwise way, it shows over. Yeah. That way you're paired, you're paired with somebody of equal drinking capability as you. Wow. Well, you came up with a, a whole new sport there. I was kind of thinking more just a twist, kind of kind of like Andrew said on soccer. I always thought it'd be funny if there was goalies for basketball, like you just had <laughs> on the hoop. And I thought, you know, obviously it's easy. You can knock them down though, like you can knock them off. They have to earn their spot on top of the hoop. Oh, they get to wield, they get <laughs> oh, to they're on like top. That. I like it. Yeah, they're sitting on the hoop, but uh, so they got to balance. But they also get a hammer, so that if somebody's <laughs> trying to knock them off, they can use that hammer on whoever comes at them. <laughs> Don't worry, it's like a foam hammer. It's not really like a metal hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't want to kill anybody. It's a rubber mallet. Just yeah, like those ones you take camping, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What are those ones? <laughs> He's got a camping hammer. Uh I think I think if like Quidditch was real, but instead of like the people that like swing the the bludgeoners or whatever, again, Andrew's idea of paintball guns. Mm-hmm. Just I think that'd be, be pretty sweet. It's, it's a very ubiquitous sport. But then you'd have to have brooms. And that doesn't really work out so well. Well, just take the brooms out. I mean, if we're taking the bludgeon things out, take the brooms out too, you know? They get motorcycles. Yeah, but I was going to say mopeds. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or segways. Actually, I, I think this is a, this would be a good sport for unicyclists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, it'd be interesting with the... What was the the Mayan game that they used to play? Or I think it was the Mayans. It might be like the Aztecs. I'm historically not not good with with this, but the the game where it was like you can only use your hips or like your elbows or knees. Oh yeah, to hit, hit the ball. Yeah, to hit the ball and you hit it through a hoop. But then like the winning team would get like I guess the the legend was that they'd get sacrificed. Instead of that, like you get a face tattoo for winning. <laughs> yeah, for winning. <laughs> I feel like it should be the losers. I mean, I'd, I'd want to lose that game. Wait, you mean all we got to do is not win and we don't die? Think about it. Yeah, exactly. That it seems weird to me that that they were really motivated to win that game. Apparently, unless the legend is that the games would go on for days. So and no water breaks. Mm. Let's make the Hunger Games, but like LARPing. Mm. Well, I think that's kind of how they already do it, right? I think so. Except they're not trapped in a bubble, I guess. That's fair. That is kind of what they already do. I just imagine they're already pretending they're Katniss or whoever else from that story. All right. (laughs) All the swords look the same. There's one real sword. (laughs) And it also looks like the fake swords? Yes. So you don't know until you swing it. (laughs) Somebody gets a lightsaber. (laughs) But it looks like a flashlight. Hmm. I know my dad always, I don't know why he would used to say this, but he used to say he thought hockey would be funny if people had to play naked. And I was like, hmm, that would be, think about that ice, man. People fall down a lot in hockey. I think your dad is just trying to think about naked dudes. <laughs> and you know, Dr. Mike. <laughs> Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike is not a real doctor. No, he is not. Let me clarify. He works at Dunham's. <laughs> We need to make sure that everybody listening in the ice skating this. section, of course, winter, <laughs> yeah. sp- winter sports section. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I like to think he tells people that when he's selling ice skates, he's like, you know, I want to always thought it would be good. <laughs> Naked. <laughs> I think that could be true of almost any sport, honestly. That's true. I mean, it ups the stakes on a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> the only sport is, I think that it would be maybe unfair. No, it would be swimming, right? Like maybe that would help you. I don't know. 
Yeah, some guys probably, just have a little. Some guys depends. have a rudder. It probably depends on what you're, what you got, what you're working with, how much drag you're doing, <laughs> what kind of equipment you've got going on. Uh, your equipment is uh, above regulation. Well, yeah. So it's like I don't know if the suit like is overall better for your coefficient of drag in water or worse. I mean, the suit really doesn't do much because it basically paints a silhouette of everything you've got working. It's true. I know there's oh, a in picture terms of covering up. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> There's a picture of me from eighth grade diving, and I I hate that picture because you can see everything. Wow, <laughs> showing it off in eighth grade already. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was wasn't by choice. <laughs> I remember one time I was going when because uh, I ran cross country, and one of my buddies that uh, ran that went on to run in college. It's so like in in high school, pretty much everybody runs in gym shorts, and then once you get to college, you learn like you run in short shorts or like some guys do the half tight thing and so he came back and he was like yeah we've been running in half tights a lot so like he introduced me to that and i had you know most time when you're running in that you're running in black ones yeah and then one day we were going for a run and uh, i looked all my black ones were dirty and not thinking because i was an idiot i guess you grabbed the white ones white ones (laughs) and i stepped out of the car at the parking lot we were meeting at and i was like i looked down and i went whoa (laughs) this is not good This is not good at all. Not today. Going home. This is how you put on lists. I'm going to put my shorts back on. I'll just run (laughs) in those today. I think cross country could get more fun if you put real live, like hunting big cats Mm. behind you. You know, survival of the fittest. Just somewhere yeah. on the course. Oh, there we go. <laughs> just random places. Yeah, exactly. They, it's like it's like the release of the bulls in Spain, except oh, like yeah. it arbitrarily happens as you're going along. And sometimes the release, they time it. So it's like the middle of the pack gets split up. So you kind of got to dodge. <laughs> it's like a NASCAR accident. <laughs> you're like coming around the, a bend in the course. And all of a sudden you see just two guys <laughs> getting mauled by a couple of tigers. And you're like, wow, I better get to this fast. I mean, that's, that's like more like the ancient version of the game. I feel, you know, I guess if we were to make a modern version, people have to like, you know, survive and all of those pesky details. So <laughs> it's just like, uh, you know, it's just like former like college linebackers just pop out out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming through the woods and just bam. Ooh. <laughs> the guy next to you gets picked off. <laughs> he gets hit so hard. It knocks the guy behind you out too. <laughs> Just take all the NFL players that uh, retired early. Just just give them, I don't know, a hundred bucks. Be like, hey, go tackle these guys. Tackle on skinny dudes. Every person you tackle is a hundred bucks. You would start getting cross country coaches would start recruiting some big guys because you would have they'd be like your goons to just protect your good runners. <laughs> yeah, just get them like halfway through the race and then be like, okay, just full full speed, man. Unprotected, go. There's no way they got the tigers at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the real fear, though, as you're running along. Like you're like, when are they gonna come? When is it gonna happen? What an adrenaline rush that would be! <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow, we've really elaborated on the whole strategy of this particular version of this sport. Because all of a sudden now, you're not trying to take the lead of the pack. You know, you're sitting yeah. in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be the lead. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that's alone. Everybody's sitting back in the pack. <laughs> We're drafting here. <laughs> All right, cool. I think we can. Uh... Yeah, I think we can move on. I was trying to think of more sport ideas, but we've had a good long run. Yeah, I mean, most of mine. We're just thinking about more ways to unleash the big cats. <laughs> <laughs> Hey listeners, we are the Dude Scouts. We drink beers, talk about things, award made-up badges, and most importantly, never take ourselves too seriously. Check us out on Instagram, throw us a follow, and please subscribe on whichever platform you choose to listen to us on. Thanks for being a fan. Cheers. Welcome back to another episode of Dude Scouts. How's it going, Andrew? You know, I was just thinking about this. I don't think we've awarded a badge, and yet our intro always says we award badges. That is fair. We have. It's been a while since we've awarded some badges. 
So here is to us the forgetful badge. <laughs> That's fair. And I, I think we also have a guest today. I also forgot about that. What is his name, Logan? Well, he's badgeless, but he does work for the Badgers. His name is Colin. Colin, how's it going? That was uh, a hell of an intro there. That was a great play on words. It's going great, guys. Uh, yeah, excited to be here. I was just thinking this morning. Man, I wonder if I, I can find a way to get a badge on this show. <laughs> well, you know, we, we we might have something in store for you. I think only one guest has gotten a badge so far. So let's hope you get you'll, something. You'll be on a very, yeah, very elite list for sure. The best of the best. Yes. <laughs> well, Colin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, so I live in Wisconsin. I work for an athletic department, uh, work for the Badgers, like you said, um, football team specifically. Uh, I am our assistant football video coordinator, I think is the correct, my correct full title. Um, I can tell you haven't had to update your resume in a while. No, well, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't use LinkedIn, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So basically what that means is I work with the football team. I film our practices, uh, games for the players and coaches to review. And then um, I also handle all of our like in-house post-production work. So nothing that like the public sees on YouTube or Twitter or anything like that, but uh, stuff that our guys see um, specifically like just for the players and coaches. Hmm. So you have the, uh, you have some uh, top security clearance then with that film. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we've, I guess it's security clearance. We've had to kick a few people out of the building before. Yeah. I mean, there's a secret fault, you know, but I didn't it's say not, anything. It's not as impressive as Disney's fault, but yeah, there is, a, there is a secret vault in our basement that just has old, old film decaying in it. Somewhere. Never before seen footage of Wisconsin football coming to you. 47. <laughs> it is a lot of that. Oh, okay. Well, how about you, uh, you lead us off, Colin, what are you drinking? Well, in honor of repping the state that I live in, I am repping a New Glarus Spotted Cow. Ah, yes. It's, it's a pretty basic beer here in Wisconsin, but it is, everybody loves it here. You say something bad about Spotted Cow and Wisconsinites <laughs> will come after you. And uh, I don't know a lot about beer in terms of, uh, you know, describing it. So I looked up their websites to see what they had to say about it. Uh, and all it says is, uh, it is uh, a popular farmhouse ale brewed with the finest American malts to give a nod to our farmers. And then I had some other stuff. I won't get into all the, the boring <laughs> details, but it, it says it pairs well with barbecue, steak, jambalaya, brat, steak, again. Uh, <laughs> wow. Burger sandwiches, twice. burger and fries, stir fry, bacon and eggs, cheese curds, potato chips, chicken sandwich, tilapia fillets, and nachos. And so so basically, it's a, yeah, it, it pairs with the tailgate. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, that's what I'm getting at there. Yeah. yeah. Well, farm. So what, what makes it a farmhouse ale? And I'm going to really default to Logan on this one. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so I'm going to default to uh, beer on this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Great beer and a great explanation. Way to go, Logan. Uh, so <laughs> I, I am drinking a beer from stone tropic of thunder. It is a lager tropical lager about 5.8%. And for being a 6% lager, it goes down very smoothly. I, uh, there's a whole lot of reading that can be done on this, uh, but uh, I don't know that we have time for it. I mean, I could read it. All right, I'm reading it. <laughs> Imagine you set sail for a three-hour tour. Let's say from the port of Escondia. Work with us here. The weather started pretty rough. Your tiny ship, but not lunch, thankfully, was tossed. Long story short, you're marooned on a remote island somewhere near the Tropic of Thunder. The good news is the captain of the SS Stone and her brewing kit were among the small cast of colorful characters that survived the rough voyage with you. Mainstays Citra and Mosaic, along with newcomer Cashmere Hops, are joined by their juicy tropical aromas of citrus, pineapple, and coconut. Try stringing all that together in a catchy tune. I don't, I don't think so. The rescue ship will find you as soon. Oh, we'll all find you soon enough. For now, set aside the non-working cell phone and lack of social media. Kick back and reveal in your moment, revel in your moment of tropical island lagoon serenity. And as a backup, Matthew McConaughey will rescue you. Absolutely. It's got to be Matthew McConaughey. Well, I mean, you know, Tropic Thunder, right? It sounds like he wrote it. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> it sounds like we should dub his voice over yours. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some more Southern draw. But... Yeah, a little smoother. Yeah. All right, Andrew, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Founders Vacay Day. Ah, yes. Yes. The all day vacay. Yes. So, so what, are you, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, 
It's like a more palatable uh, IPA, as in their all-day IPA, but that's because it's a wheat ale instead of an IPA. Yes. So. Yeah, it's basically the response to Oberon, but not... Yeah, I can see that, but it's not, it's not as, uh, there's not that as they don't lean in as heavy on the citrus. Yes. Colin, I got to say, I'm happy that you, uh, you're sporting a Wisconsin beer. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I just, I was looking in my fridge yesterday or earlier in this week, really, when you asked me to come on and I was like, okay, well, I know I'm going to have to have a beer. And I had a lot of Miller Lite in there. I I can't just drink a Miller. I could drink a Miller Lite, but felt felt like that was not the right pick. So I thought I got a couple spotted cows. That's a good, good way to rep. rep There you go. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, how about we get into questions? Andrew, you want to lead us off? Uh, Yes. Yes. I'll lead up, lead us off here. Um, All right. So I, I recently read this article that, uh, oh, I can't even say I read it. I, I got through the headline of it. So here's the headline. It says, are $219 running shorts worth it? Some marathoners say yes. Why lofty athletic brands like, we won't say which brands these are, are banking on designer gear that's high performance and high priced. So what high priced gear would you like to see? And what would it do? And maybe what would it be made of? So, you know, you could have cashmere high altitude socks why you need different socks at high altitude ask a skydiver as somebody with limited experience in skydiving uh i'm more amazed at 219 dollar running shorts that marathoners say are worth it what's the difference between that and a pair of 60 dollar shorts and my question actually is would it would, would it negate the performance to get really cheap underwear <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, well i I will say as a runner a lot of us don't wear underwear with the shorts so why is that uh well a lot of running at least my running shorts they come with a liner in them yeah kind of like kind of like okay gotcha and if you're paying 200 and 219 dollars they should come with a liner you would hope so yeah i mean (laughs) i pay like 25 dollars for mine so (laughs) (laughs) are you gonna save like 50 percent of the weight on the shorts Man, I'm trying to think. I, I guess maybe if they really reduce, I mean, they better not chafe, right? If they're $219. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> My legs would find a way to chafe. <laughs> when there's a will, there's a way. Uh, well, as far as high quality equipment, man, see, I, I think about, you know, we played rugby where the shorts didn't matter. The jersey doesn't really matter. The high quality mouth guards, honestly. That was the only thing that mattered. Yep. Yep. No, they're not like 200 bucks, but. I think mine was 20. Yeah. Yeah. But given that you can get like $5 mouth guards, definitely the $20 mouth guards is totally worth it. I really do. I mean, shoes. I think shoes. Shoes are where the money counts. A good pair of shoes. I will pay $219 for a good pair of shoes. If you could give me, I, that's what I was thinking. It, Cause again, as a runner, I buy at least two pairs of running shoes a year. And those are usually around 120 bucks. If you could give me a pair of shoes that would last for years, just some material that I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Super I'm not a durable. shoe scientist. <laughs> give me something. It's probably got to be made off moon materials or something, but <laughs> give me something that I can run in for like literally like 5,000 miles and it just never wears down. Yeah. You're running on depleted uranium. <laughs> few <Yeah>. souls. <laughs> I, I'd pay a lot of money for that. It's probably giving me cancer or something. Yeah, you know? right. My knees feel good. <laughs> yeah. My $500 <laughs> shoes gave me cancer, but my legs feel great. so a super durable shoe though that would be yeah that's because i don't know that they offer a much more durability when they get into that higher price range i think they just offer better performance typically yeah that's what it feels like (laughs) yeah they wear down pretty fast i'd also pay good money for a set of headphones that don't crunch your ears as somebody with slightly larger than average ears the headphones when they compress the ears really hurts after a while i would pay money for that I feel that I work, I work with headphones all day. So I feel that feel the pain. <laughs> what about you, Andrew? What would you pay money for? Oh, um, let's see. Honestly, it would be, I, I don't go skiing a whole lot, but honestly, the jacket and the snow pants. Oh yeah. It's totally worth it to get a good quality. I can agree with that winter yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe $219 between the two of them combined or as a set, but I can respect that. Getting the cheap stuff, it's just like, it doesn't breathe, you know? And then you're sitting there uncomfortable, uh, you know, between sweating and freezing. <laughs> All right. So for my question, what is the dumbest thing you believed as a kid to be true? 
Oh man, I mean, this could be a very long list for me. (laughs) (laughs) What what was the dumbest thing I believed yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) I haven't outgrown that. (laughs) Yeah, the dumbest thing you believed as a kid. I mean, obviously there's Santa and stuff, but I I don't think that's dumb because I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's dumb. Your parents lied to you about that. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. they just started the lying game early with all of us. Oh, I'm trying to think. I know I've had some good ones. I uh, I can remember a recess when I didn't know the... Uh, I'm going to have a lot of things with watermelon, just so, so we're clear. <laughs> I don't know why, as a kid, it's something about watermelons. <laughs> but uh, I thought one of the recess aides, I thought her name was Mrs. Watermelon. And she was not happy when I called her Mrs. Watermelon. And I don't, I still, I couldn't tell you what her name is today. So she will always be Mrs. Watermelon. But I don't know. Sorry, Mrs. Watermelon. (laughs) She might be listening. (laughs) I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got a good one. All right. I know when I was little, I believed when, when like our parents would, you know, you hear about the bladder and when you had to go to the bathroom for a long time, I thought your bladder was for guys was in your like ball sack. That was your bladder. And I, I don't know how old I was when I finally figured that out, that I was wrong about that. But I was like, wow, that is a massive shift in perspective. <laughs> so you're, you're in middle school health class and you're like, damn, you wrote, you rose your hand to uh, answer yep, exactly. a question. <laughs> I know the answer where the bladder is at. <laughs> hey, that diagram what, is incorrect that you have. <laughs> does anybody know what these dangly bits here do? I do. <laughs> that was actually yesterday. I figured that out. So. That's the one I was talking about. Oh. I uh, used to believe that uh, if you swallowed watermelon seeds, that you would grow a watermelon inside of you. That was that was something I believed. Let's see. So I, I, I can't remember the reason, but we had moved into a house and my, my brother and I, for whatever reason, had it in our head that we had to search through everything to make sure there was nothing from like the occult or like a dead body because we had just saw some like, you know, probably ad or maybe part of a horror movie on accident. And so like yeah, my parents just moved us to this new nice place and we're and like, where's the dead house? body? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nope. It's not in this cabinet. We got to open up all the cabinets. <laughs> wow. Like, like for some reason it was going to be haunted or something like, you know, cause naturally that's what happens. You move and it's a haunted house or something. Right. It's gotta be. <laughs> and so I don't know how that probably only lasted like two days. It was probably like super quick, but I just remember like him and I were like, let's open everything up, make sure there's nothing hiding. <laughs> Along those same lines. I definitely believed in my old house that our neighbors, cause of the way their fence was, you couldn't see their yard with the fence and the trees. I definitely believed that their house was haunted and that they had dead bodies in their backyard. I feel like I remember you telling time. me this. <laughs> Yeah, you probably came. Home. We probably were playing in the backyard, and I probably you said, were you so know, scared over, of that yard. You know what's over that fence, and then <laughs> you find out that you see the movies Disturbia, and that basically that was about your life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never met those neighbors, honestly, so I have no idea. They could have been putting bodies back there. I do remember trying to look over to that backyard and see if there was dead bodies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have this image now of Logan hopping on Colin's shoulders, trying to see over the fence. Can you see? Can you see? <laughs> How many do they have over there? It was like the sand lot. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if I thought, I, I know there's absolutely more ideas or things than I thought when I was a kid, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think I have any more at the moment. Colin, how about you uh, You uh, give us your question? All right, now I'm going to preface this. I thought of this, and I'm hoping I did not hear it on this show, on our earlier episode, so hopefully this is new. But <laughs> if you had to pick one Disney animal sidekick to go with you on an adventure, like some kind of dangerous mission, which one are you picking and why? Ooh, Disney animal sidekick to pick to go on an adventure with. That's tough. Ooh. Are we counting Pixar? Does that count? I think, I think Pixar counts. Okay. In my mind, they do. Yes. And I guess you, I guess you can decide what kind of adventure it is too, because that probably plays a part in who you're picking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Does the Hulk count now? Mm, see, now we're, is he an animal? <laughs> He's human, though. That's very disrespectful to call yeah. him an animal, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> that would make him angry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. I want Hulk. I don't want Bruce Banner. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with Baymax from, oh, what is that? 
Big Hero 6. I haven't seen that one. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Baymax. I think I would choose Baymax as my sidekick. I mean, he's like, he seems very useful from the trailer I saw. <laughs> from the very limited knowledge I have, he seems like he'd be an okay choice. I, I got to confess, I have about the same level of knowledge. Figures. Well, you can tell us anything about this guy and we'd believe it. <laughs> I mean, he's just like a walking, healing. He's Just imagine having a nurse that also can beat up bad guys. He's not an animal, though. He's not an animal. Yeah. Wait a second. Wait a second. I call bullshit on this. He's one. like a robot. All right. <laughs> He's a okay. robot. I was thinking. I was like, I don't. He doesn't look like an animal, but I also didn't see the movie. So. Well, <laughs> yeah. that also counts out Olaf. He's not an animal. He's a snowman. We didn't pick Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> that was his number two. But uh, I definitely pick Sven for sure. Oh, from Frozen, uh, yeah. the reindeer. Yeah, the reindeer. That's a good choice. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen that one, so. <laughs> what what have you seen? Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> Look, I asked this question, and then I realized there's a lot of Disney movies I haven't seen. <laughs> you should, it just dawned on him that he also has to give an answer. <laughs> oh, I, uh, look, I've seen at least one, and I'm hoping nobody picks mine. So, <laughs> um, uh, Yeah, so Sven and the mission, honestly, is just chilling that's it <laughs> no, i thoroughly cannot rely on him to actually do any real work <laughs> but you're gonna have a good time yeah have a good time that's what's important he seems like an animal you could have a beer with exactly <laughs> uh i think Ooh, i just had what i was gonna go with woody's not an animal either so yeah no i got that one got that. <laughs> just eliminate toy story let's just <laughs> just get that out of there Although the T-Rex will allow T-Rex. T-Rex or maybe the, the pig. Yeah, the pig. Yeah. Uh, the, what's his name from Hercules? The um, uh, Phil. Phil. I choose Phil. Half man. All right. We'll let it. We'll allow it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. got some animal parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he wants to hang out with Danny DeVito on this mission. That's what I got. What are you, where are you going with him? Ooh. Phil and I are going to the messed up Olympic games where the people that fall down in soccer get shot by paintball guns. He's going to train me for the tournament. Not okay. to play soccer, but to shoot the paintball gun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to shoot the soccer players that fall down. That's not bad. That's not a bad pick at all. All right, Colin, what about you? Who's your animal sidekick? Well, if you guys remember the Disney version of Robin Hood with the foxes, I'm taking robin hood with me because he's very reliable he's heroic and he's good with a bow and arrow <laughs> and you know i'm thinking we might get into some trouble he's gonna get me out of it and if i can't take him i'll probably take maid marion because there's one there's something i believed when i was little i had a crush on maid marion the fox when i was little <laughs> <laughs> that's not dumb it's not a dumb thing you believed so i <laughs> So I feel like your mission then is D&D &D somehow. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. It's like some quest. Yeah. I mean, we're doing something, something dangerous. Yeah. In the woods, yeah. there's some robbers somehow. Maybe with Robin Hood, but I think there's a different quest with Maid Marion. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so you've just been awarded the Foxy Badge. The Foxy wow. Badge. <laughs> Didn't anticipate picking that one up, but I'll take it. <laughs> I wish I had the foxy badge. Yeah, just imagine uh, from Wayne's World, Garth doing a no. You don't remember when he's doing the doing Foxy to Jimi Hendrix Foxy. That is actually the only scene from that movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's really just that and like the head banging scene that they're going to Bohemian Rhapsody. Like those are the only two scenes you really need to see. So well, I'll watch the other one after this and then I'll be caught up on that movie. <laughs> hey, it brought it back to number one. I'm pretty sure after after freddie mercury had died so ah it repopularized the song oh well questions are out of the way so let's dig in to some talk about football and sports in general colin so you obviously work for the football program i want to know uh what kind of last year was like with covid being brand new going into it and uh the changes that you've seen from last year to this year um, yeah, it was insane. <laughs> like it was for most of the world. Um, really, I remember. So right around March, when COVID kind of picked up in the US, we were getting ready for spring ball. And we had a couple like, um, I don't know what we called them. They weren't practices. They were kind of like, 
just times where guys were getting out on the field, kind of doing some stuff, getting acclimated to football action again so that they would be ready once spring ball started. And we had a couple of those, and then we were going on spring break for a week. And then we came back, we were supposed to have our first practice. And I specifically remember the day before everybody left for spring break, uh, our recruiting coordinator came into our office and he was like, he had just been watching the news and he goes, man, this stuff's getting crazy. He was supposed to fly uh, to, I think, Atlanta or something. And he was like, I don't know if I can fly. You know, they're talking about two week quarantines, potentially, depending on where you go. And I looked at him and I said, come on, man, this is not that big of a deal. (laughs) And famous last words, because we never came back. Uh, everybody left and then we shut down um, over spring break, canceled spring practice, um, well, postponed it indefinitely, and then it ended up getting canceled. Um, so that was weird with no spring ball. And then summer, they started telling everybody not to come into the office. So we were all working remotely. Um, so normally where we'd be in for summer workouts, um, uh, I, I'd like to get a lot. Of, I'll go in and shoot a lot of the summer workouts just to get B-roll and shots of the guys lifting and running and stuff, not doing any of that. Um, and then slowly as the summer went on, you, you know, you're hearing everybody on ESPN is talking about, can we play? Can we not play? Is college football going to happen? Um, uh, you know, all these other sports, like the pro sports are trying to figure it out too. And the reality is, can you bubble a college football team? Can you not? Um, and then obviously big 10 eventually goes ahead and cancels football just as we were ramping up to start camp. That was pretty devastating. Um, cause all of us, obviously we love football, like we're the guys love football that the players I mean mm-hmm. and when you take it away and then all of a sudden nobody you know that's what we're all every season you believe like our guy as a staff and a, and a team at Wisconsin like we we're generally a pretty successful program so every season you kind of believe this is this year you know you know we can we have a shot at winning the Big Ten West winning the Big Ten and then hopefully going to the playoffs so you're you're thinking about that all year so that like having that taken away and then you're like well what does this do if we don't have any income from football to the athletic department, like, are we, is the college going to have to cancel? Are they going to stop certain sports, like completely get rid of them? You know, are people losing jobs? Are we getting furloughed? So it it was crazy. Like legitimately people were worried about um, just if they were even going to have a job. Mm. Um, So that, that was, it was nerve wracking. I mean, I, I was pretty confident we were going to play in some format, whether it was in the spring or in the fall, but you just don't know. And then obviously it gets restarted. Uh, we opened up, we kicked Illinois' ass on, on night one, and we were feeling real good. And then the next week we had, I don't know, like 11, 12 positive cases, and uh, that hit like our threshold, and we shut down as a program. So we we lost the game against Nebraska, um, and so we had to cancel it. And then the next week we were supposed to play Purdue. We had even more positive cases, so we were shut down two weeks straight. And that's just like it's you're watching everybody else play football, and it, it's just – it's a weird feeling mm-hmm. and the big 10 had a rule that you couldn't miss more than two games without uh, and still be eligible for the big 10 championship game. So now we're like, well, we have to be perfect from here on out. Yeah. Uh, came back on the road at the big house against Michigan, kick their ass too. And then uh, feeling real good about ourselves. We're like, wow, we missed those two games, but it was just, we're just getting ready. We're, we're ready to go. Um, and then, you know, the season kind of got derailed for us with injuries and COVID guys that were out. Even once we were playing, you know, you have the lineups changing every week, every practice. It was weird. Cause you would have, we were testing daily. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So you would just find out like, two days before a game, all of a sudden you'd be like, well, our starting running back is just tested positive. So he's out for at least three weeks by the big 10 standards. So like, well, that sucks. And then you, it was just things like that. Or like a, all of a sudden you find out our running backs coach has COVID. So he's out. So now you're thinking, well, how does that affect the, that running group or that uh, position group, things like that. It, it was just like really a lot of uncertainty, not knowing game to game, week to week, who you had. And obviously you're trying to stay healthy yourself. Yeah. Um, so contact tracing, all that stuff is, it, it is, uh, it was an insane season. <laughs> Obviously didn't go our way either. We, uh, ended up going four and three, but we did win the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Just so everybody knows that we, <laughs> we won the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> it's a pretty big deal. Okay. Got a jar of mayonnaise to show for it. <laughs> uh, we did, the players all got a couple bottles of mayonnaise as one of their gifts. So I did not pick up any mayonnaise at that game though. It's disappointing that they limited the mayonnaise, you know, limited the spread. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to speak ill of the mayo bowl. I don't, I don't know. 
maybe maybe if it wasn't a COVID year, gifts were different. You know, I don't know how that affected their their uh, budget and all that stuff. But uh, well, I'm was, sure they've they've got some interesting flavors too. So <laughs> they did. I mean, I was one of the guys that actually sorted the mayo bowl or the mayo bottles into the backpacks that the players got with their gifts in them. So I got to pick flavors for guys. So that was ah, oh, that's really cool. That was interesting. Uh, There's six or seven. I couldn't tell you what they were. Now there's like a, <laughs> a Georgia Southern flavor. So I don't know. There's, oh yeah, so there's flavors that we probably can't find here in michigan yeah i would i would assume so i mean i've never even looked for it up north honestly so yeah <laughs> i don't think i've bought mayo in two years three years but i, I don't know any yeah <laughs> uh so how has it changed this year what uh is there any new kind of system to prepare for this year with COVID still going on uh, i'd say the biggest thing and i i don't know school to school because in the fall the Big Ten had one standard for testing. Everybody was doing the daily rapid response. Uh, it was a nasal swab test. So you'd get your, you would get your um, results back in like 15 minutes. Um, and I'm pretty sure from what I understood, every Big Ten school was using the same test, same testing, um, like same people administering it, um, all that stuff. Now, Wisconsin as a school in the winter or spring semester switched over everybody. This isn't just athletics. This is students um, across the whole campus has to test. I don't know what it is for students. I know for staff, it's at least once every eight days, um, but it's a saliva based test. So you <laughs> it's an interesting process. You go into a building, uh, they give you a little vial and you stand over a trash can and it's got like a funnel at the top and you pull down your mask and it has a mark on it uh, for where you have to reach. And you just drool into this little container until you reach that, uh, that line. And then you twist the cap on, somebody checks it. They kind of look at it and see if there's like too much phlegm in it or anything. And then they're like, yeah, that's good. And you put in a little baggie and they test it and you get your results back usually that day or the next day. Um, from what I understand, it's a much more accurate test is also a much more awkward test to take. Um, as you can probably imagine, just drooling into a, yeah, yeah. You just, but I will say I might be the best drooler on this entire campus. So I'm, I'm damn good at that test. Now I roll in there. I save up my saliva as I walk in, I roll in there and they hand me that. They're like, have you done this before? I'm like, I just nod. Cause you can't speak cause you're saving drool. I roll in there and it's one go. I just let it out, fill it up. Perfect. I'm like, yep, that's done. I heard one time as I turned around, I just twisted it off and I heard the person that was checking it lean over to the girl next to her and they went, damn, that guy was fast. I was like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I am. Um, so, so what that, food are you thinking about when you... Uh... I think about pizza. I always think pizza? about pizza. Yep. Okay. So I'm like, mm, He's thinking about Maid nice. Marion. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> On a mission for I'm pizza. thinking about my foxy lady. We're going to go get some pizza together. <laughs> I think a much more deserving badge is the uh, drool over this. And <laughs> that that badge goes to Colin for being the best drooler on the Wisconsin campus. Yeah, I'm claiming that now. And if anybody wants to dispute it, I'll meet them at the test taking center tomorrow. <laughs> we'll have a drool off. The newest sport in COVID. Yes. <laughs> we'll, stay, we'll stay six feet apart, but we're going to drool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that is the biggest change is the testing. And I know our players have to test three times a week. Um, and now we we're in spring ball right now. So we're back to, it's nice to have spring practice. Um, you know, it's still weird. Like, I, you know, we're still wearing masks around work. You're still trying to social distance as much as possible, but it feels like we're getting back into some normalcy or, um, the big 10 has already said, or at least I think they have said they hope we're going to have fans. I know Wisconsin is at least making, we're making plans to have fans. I don't, we haven't said what percentage capacity yet, um, but it would be nice because uh, the Big Ten did zero fans, or at least Wisconsin did zero fans um, last year, which is just weird when you're in a game and it's like I film from the press box on game day and I can literally hear our coaches yelling from the sideline all the way up. It feels like we're in like just a scrimmage uh, in fall camp or something. So it's nice because Camp Randall is – it's a cool stadium and our fans are loud. And uh, when that place is rocking, it's a lot of fun. So it would be nice to get back to uh, some semblance of normalcy in terms of fan turnout, hopefully. Hmm. I think we're all kind of awaiting for that magical moment. Yeah. I'd like to get back to jump around too <laughs> for people that don't know. That's, that's our big thing at Wisconsin is we play jump around after the third quarter and everybody jumps around. And uh, <laughs> the, stadium, the stadium literally shakes. So it'd be nice to get back to that, especially. Huh. All right. Nice. 
<laughs> the structural engineer is like, oh yeah, a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I, I mean, people in Wisconsin know this. It's, it's like a legendary, but when they first started doing jump around, uh, it became so popular for a while. I think they were doing stadium renovations or something. I'm probably going to bungle the story and somebody, somebody listening is going to be like, that guy's an idiot. But <laughs> they had, they stopped doing it for, I don't know if it was a full season or a couple games because they were worried that the structural, they were worried about the um, structural integrity of the stadium. <laughs> and then fans got so upset when they didn't do it. There was such an outcry that they had to bring it back. It's, it's all part of the excitement, right? Yeah. Oh, Yes. What about you, Andrew? You got any questions about what football is going to be like? Um, I guess with the the vaccination process, right? We're anticipating that we'll have you know all adults in the U.S. at least eligible to get a vaccine. You know, definitely before I would think the next season would get rolling. Um, in terms of game, in terms of actual gameplay, uh, obviously not your ramp up. So, is is there any anticipation that that's going to kind of change how? the behavior is or are a lot of those protections still probably going to be in play where you're doing routine coronavirus testing? I would expect, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we'll still have, I wouldn't be surprised at all if people still have to wear masks on game day in, as fans and staff. Um, mm-hmm. Who I mean, who knows? I'd, I'd love to say we don't, but I think there's a good chance of that. Um, I don't know. Like I've heard people say stuff like, oh, are you going to have to show your vaccine card to get in and only vaccinated people can come to games? I'd be surprised if that happens, but I, you'd like to think we just hit that 70% mark or whatever people, the you know smarter people than me are talking about that we have to hit. I know most of our staff has been vaccinated um, from what I've heard. A lot of our players are already eligible because um, technically on the BMI scale, they are overweight. So a lot of them were eligible to get vaccinated earlier than the general public. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, th- I thought about this the other day. Are, are we still going to have to do daily testing? Are we going to have to do weekly testing? What happens if a guy tests positive? Like, are we still going to have programs shutting down and just randomly missing games each week? You, I just hope it'd be nice if, you know, with the vaccination, if everybody on the teams, the team is vaccinated, you don't have to do a bunch of testing. You don't have to shut down because one guy has it. Uh, you don't have to contact trace because one guy in a position group has it. So everybody who was around in team meeting has to sit out. Those are the like little details that really, really hampered us last season that hopefully are just not a thing because of the vaccine and the, hopefully the vaccine is effective. And I, I know I've heard. And, and it, it changed, yeah. Shots. So you're still dealing with a lot of uncertainty. Yeah. I mean, like also, even with the vaccine on the horizon, you're yeah. still, there's still a lot of uncertainty on how that's going to impact the season. Yes. Yeah. I, I just want to be able to play football, man. You know, like that's the big thing. Like I know our players want to play. I think we're going to have a good team this year and it's there's nothing better for me than it's a Saturday morning. I know a lot of people love college football and it's that same thing. Like you wake up on Saturday, it's a crisp fall day. There's a whole slate of great games on. And for us, like for me driving to the stadium on a home game and you got that feel, that energy, because people are tailgating, people are filing into the stadium and, and obviously we're pumped up and it, there's just nothing like it. You just want to get back to that. Really? Mm-hmm. I've got a question. <clears throat> Have you ever caught a pass from your team's quarterback? Hmm, maybe. Well, I, not, maybe. not our current one. Not our current one. I'm trying because he's he's a well now he's a sophomore, I guess. So he's his last year was his first year starting. Graham Mertz. I don't think I've ever caught one from him. Uh, when Alex Hornibrook was at Wisconsin, I know I caught one from him one time when we were messing around on the field. But it's and probably Bart Houston before that. Oh, a couple of guys I have. Okay. We do make a, it didn't happen last year because of COVID. Obviously, less people, they were trying to restrict access to the field and where staff were going uh, because of COVID. But in normal years, we have a tradition um, every game day, whether we're at home or on the road, uh, myself and a couple of our student workers will go down to the field before kickoff and we grab one of the balls from the, the warm up bags and we just go toss a couple passes in the end zone or whatever field we're on. Just it's just a fun thing to say, like, oh, yeah, I've caught a pass in Jerry World down in Dallas. I've caught a pass in Ohio State Stadium, you know, like all these different ones. It's just a fun thing to do. So that's a little tradition that would be nice to get back to also. OK, I'd like to see that video. Oh, trust me. We <laughs> there's been times where some of our students that are not as athletically gifted uh, at home have been throwing passes and just dropping them or throwing like almost hitting like other the other team was warming up and like overthrowing who they're trying to throw to and almost hit the players on the other team and I'm like, wow, you guys need to stop this because somebody's gonna see us and we are gonna get heckled. And yeah, <laughs> you're you're giving a bad name to Wisconsin right now. I am not one for getting a heckling. 
Yeah, well, especially like you got the student section. We're generally we're passing right in front of the student section and they're filing in. I'm like, those people, those are the ones that we, they will say mean things to you. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, first of all, don't hit any anybody with your passes. B, uh, don't get in the way of anything and C, don't embarrass us. You know, those are the three things. <laughs> I've had to I've had to tell them to leave the field before. I was like, okay, you guys have dropped too many in a row. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are making us look bad. You've lost the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> One time we had, we had a night game against Nebraska when we were both ranked. Uh, this is years back and we were down there on the field doing our little thing. And one of our guys was like, he was really getting into it. He was like doing little spin moves and then chucking the ball deep, pretending he was like Russell Wilson running around the field. And our ops guy came up to me and he goes, uh, if you guys don't stop, I'm going to have to kick you off the field because you're embarrassing the entire state of Wisconsin on national TV right now. <laughs> Harsh, but fair. true and true. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to say, and this is not my favorite moment, but it is one of the things I remember most from college. And it, I think it was your first year there, Logan. Probably and been. it was a Sunday and you, <laughs> I think I was taking you to church. I must've been like, I was picking yeah, you up. You picked me up for church. You were in a dorm and you guys had had a game the day before. And I pulled up and you came out of your dorm and you were holding your side and you were walking so slow and you could barely open the door <laughs> and you like barely pushed yourself into the car. And I was like, are you okay, man? And you were like, ah, I think, uh, yeah, it's fine. I think I broke a rib or two yesterday <laughs> playing rugby. And I was like, excuse me, you broke a rib. And you're like, yeah, I go, Shit, do you need to take me to the hospital or do you need me to take you to the hospital? And you're like, no, 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 it's fine. Let's go to church. And I was like, that's, that is like the moment where I was like, uh, rugby is a different breed. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not, not some of my most proud moments. You know, there is one side of my body that looks a little messed up, but uh, I just, I just hide that side now. Just show the good side. But we, we uh, actually, uh, I was just editing one of the uh, previous episodes and Andrew and I talked about that because Andrew's been there for every collarbone break and most of my other bone breaks as well. Andrew has been there for a lot so. of them. And buddy, how many uh, bones have you broken since we have not been seeing each other very frequently? Zero. Yeah, just let that sink in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. There's a correlation uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Think, think of all those times that you were doing uh, sports with Colin here and you hurt nothing. But the instant <laughs> yeah. you do anything athletic with me, you are in fucking danger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, come to think of it, I've never seen you get injured in person. I don't think, other than the, the calf cramps, I guess, if you want to call that an injury. But... <laughs> you want to just take my man card now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man all right so wrapping up with something interesting from the week andrew let's start with you Ooh, something interesting from the week so i did i did get my second covid vaccination yep golf clap small golf clap very very good very good um and i did get some side effects so oh. it's like my my joints were just like really achy for the whole day like I just, I huh. got, I got the experience of what it was going to feel like when I'm 60. <laughs> no, you got to see into the future for a couple of how much joint minutes. arthritis I'm going to have from all the broken <laughs> cartilage and stuff that I have going on. So all the, all those years of rugby. Yeah. All those years of abuse. So yeah, it, it, you know, it, like it wasn't bad. I was still able to work. It was just like, I definitely took a power nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> Hey, uh, just while we're on this uh, this topic, talk about you. Your hair looks great today. No, oh, thank you. I just thought you should know. It's all, all right. like windswept to the side. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Looks good. I'll second that as I don't know. Yeah, this is my first time really seeing you that I remember, I guess, maybe at a party in college. <laughs> yeah, I saw you. I yeah. remember, but... <laughs> I don't know if that's how it always looked or not, but you know, you're I, I like to think the lighting's also helping a little bit, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> I can tell you, I've spent a whole five seconds messing it up, fixing it. And that's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Perf. That's, that's the routine. Yep. What about you, Colin? What is something interesting from the week? Uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit because it wasn't technically this week, but um, it is the most interesting thing that happened recently to me. Same thing. I got my second COVID shot, not this last week, but two weeks ago on Tuesday afternoon. And I thought I was bracing for the side effects and I got it at three o'clock on Tuesday. And they tell you like 10 hour, 10 hours out is generally when you can start to expect side effects. So I woke up the next morning, got up early. So I could normally I run before I go into work and I woke up and I thought, you yeah, know, I feel fine. I feel zero side effects. I can still go for my run. So I went, ran six miles 
came back and uh, I was running a little behind. So I, I just grabbed a bunch of food instead of eating. I threw it in my backpack and thought, I'll, I'll eat when I get to work. Got to work and we had team meeting right away. And I thought, oh, I'll eat after team meeting. Got up oh, into no. team meeting and uh, <clears throat> team meeting is our, our team meeting room is structured in like a theater style um, seating. And I don't, I don't even sit down like a bunch of staff. We just kind of stand at the top in the back. And so uh, we had one of our position groups was presenting something. So they had a presentation and then coach was talking and I'm standing in the back and coach, some meetings been going for like 10 minutes and coach is talking. And all of a sudden, all at once, my back tightened up. I got achy. I got the chills. And I thought, <laughs> oh, no. oh no, this is it. It all hit me right now. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. Just, you know, probably five more minutes of this meeting and I'll be fine. I just got to get through that. And then I'll go sit down, drink a Gatorade at my desk. If I don't feel better, I'll just go home. And then started to build and I started to get real nauseous. And I thought, I'm going to puke in this team meeting. I need to leave <laughs> right now. And as I was <laughs> no. contemplating just slipping out the back and how big of a scene that was going to cause, the next thing I knew, I woke up on the floor. I had passed out in team <laughs> meeting and I had two of our trainers right in my face going, Colin, are you okay? Do you know where you are? I've got both trainers in my face yelling at me and a bunch of other people leaning over like, what happened? Is this a, am I in a dream? What is going on? I tried to sit up. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just stay down, stay down. They slowly ease me up and they, they're, like, they're like, do you feel okay? And I'm like, I think so. They get me up. I've got a couple people like our strength and conditioning coaches are right there and they're big dudes. So they're kind of supporting me. And they're like, okay, we're going to try to get you out in the hall. And then I lose. I don't know what happened next either because apparently I lost consciousness again. And they said I lost all color from my face and I just like went limp. And apparently they carried me down the stairs out into like uh, the fire lane, which is like the, the little alley outside of the building. And they, that's where I can remember again. They sat me down on a cooler and they were like, okay, what happened? And I, I'm trying to explain. Well, like in my mind, I thought it was pretty obvious. I got the COVID shot, thought I could still go for my run and then didn't eat anything. All those things probably came together and just took me out. And they're, they're talking me through. All of a sudden, I see an ambulance coming down the fire lane at me with EMTs flanking it. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. Did somebody... Did somebody <laughs> somebody else have something going on at the same time. And then I realized those people are coming for me. <laughs> so uh, next thing I can know, I got EMTs all around me and they're like, they're putting me in the ambulance and attaching all these things to my chest and taking a picture of my heart and all this, trying to make sure I didn't have, I, get, I don't know what it would be, something like a heart attack or something. I don't know. They're trying to prick my fingers to get my blood sugar. And I wasn't bleeding from my fingers. So the guys are like, wow, they're like literally milking my fingers, telling me that I don't bleed enough. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I can't do anything about that. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Were, yeah. It was. I've trained well, myself guys, against vampires for years. They asked me, they're like, okay, we have to ask you, do you know who the president is? And I almost just said Trump just as a, and I was like, wait, nope, not Trump. It's Biden. And they looked at me. I'm like, I swear that's not because I fainted. That's because I'm just an idiot and I'm slow sometimes. <laughs> okay. Like, you got to trust me on that. <laughs> Ended up going to the hospital. I mean, it wasn't, it was exactly what I thought. They gave, put an IV in my arm as a precaution and they put an EKG on me, but they were like, yeah, um, probably don't go run six miles right after you get your second COVID shot. Uh, that's kind of an idiotic thing to do. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. Like also eat would be a good, good idea. It's like, yep, that's also smart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was my little second COVID shot adventure. <laughs> now I got to ask the question, how many times have you ridden in the back of an ambulance because you've passed out? Uh, actually, I did not take the ambulance, right? They asked me if I wanted to take the ambulance and I, I was like, hmm. I know that's going to cost more money. I was like, I can get somebody from work to drive me. The hospital's like two minutes from the stadium. I was like, uh, I'll refuse the hospital ride. And the EMT's like, are you still going to go to the hospital? And I go, yeah, my boss said he can drive me. And he's like, are you just saying that so that I'll leave? And I said, what? No. What are you talking about? Goes, a lot of people try to dodge us by, by telling us they're going to come on their own. And I was like, I swear I'm going to go to the hospital. And he's like, okay, you better. Like, Whoa. So no, I did not actually ride in the ambulance and I have never ridden in the ambulance. Oh, gotcha. All right. Oh, Andrew, what about you? What is something interesting from the week? Or did you already go? Yeah, I think you've got some amnesia. Did wow, you get your did, second COVID shot? Did you, yeah. you <laughs> the vaccine fog? Did I just run six miles? Those beers hit me harder than I thought. Oof, I did drink two of them. But okay, so interesting thing for my week. So uh, my girlfriend, actually, she, uh, she came down with the COVID. She, uh, she got the COVID, which uh, naturally meant that I had to get tested. I did a rapid test. That one came back negative. And then I waited a day and got the regular test. And that one also came back negative. So double negative, boys. Uh, but that it uh, it did affect my week because then I had to you know take take some time off work, make sure I got those test results back. Uh, and Sophia, she's she's doing better today. So good. Uh, yep. I was gonna say so. She has symptoms. Oh yeah. She, she, oh, okay. Oh. 
she's got the symptoms it's it's rough i uh but she's doing all right i dropped off my nintendo switch for her she's been uh messing around with some lego harry potter so at least she's got that going on for her that's good nice but uh yeah so she got covid um uh the day we got back from florida so freaking florida man (laughs) i don't know i don't know how she got it and i didn't but that's what happened so yeah, so that was the most interesting thing for my week. I uh, sat around the house most of the week because can't go anywhere. And the amount of times I was like, oh, I'll just pop out and go grab that. And then I was like, wait, I am in quarantine. I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, the amount of times I was like, I'll, I'll just pop over to Meyer. We got to pick up some things. We need some stuff for the house. Can't go to Meyer. Can't do it. So, yeah, but uh, that was the most interesting thing. So let's uh, let's move on to what have you learned? So. Colin, what have you learned from today's episode? Oh, what did I learn? Man, come back to me. I'm, I got to think about this for a little bit. <laughs> All right. He's learned nothing. Andrew, what have you learned? I've learned about uh, Colin's affinity for foxes. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, my brother my brother likes to tease me about this. He, if he listens to this episode, he's going to have a field day with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> It's all right. You can say whatever you want about him right now, and he can't defend himself. So that's true. I mean, he's going to be a doctor, so he's already the most prestigious member of the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah. I have also learned that Colin has an affection for foxes, particularly cartoon foxes. Uh, but I also learned a lot about Wisconsin football and the football in general, like uh, especially Big Ten football, and kind of the differences from last year to this year and uh, the changes that we're expecting to happen. So hopefully we have a a somewhat normal year of football ahead of us instead of whatever the hell last season was. Man, hopefully we have a normal year for everything, not just football, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you think about how many sports have had to really – I mean, limit the amount of kind of experience building that you're getting for almost, you know, essentially will be close to two years. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that is I mean, this, this is something I should have hit on earlier when you asked about the difference last year. But when you talk about for us, at least um, in terms of keeping guys separate because of COVID, you just had so few times other than when you're at practice or at games on the field, so few times where the whole team gets to be together. And I, I assume that's like that for every sport um, mm-hmm. at every school. So it's just like, that's the great thing about sports is the team aspect. At least uh, that's what I think. So when you're not, you don't get to be with your teammates. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what sports are is getting to hang out with your, your teammates, your friends, your buddies, and then you get to go play the same game together. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I did think of something I learned also. What did you learn? I learned that Logan doesn't know what an animal is. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to pass off Baymax <laughs> as an animal to us. <laughs> and I also learned the the only scenes from uh, Wayne's World that I have to go watch after this so that I can say that I've seen that movie to people. <laughs> you just have yep. one more scene to watch. Yep. You could claim you've seen the whole thing. That's pretty much all the references, yeah. Um, there is a... Uh, um, Oh shoot! Who who's the actor again? Why am I blanking on on his name? Um, the beer's kicking in. Yeah, I know, right? Um, uh, Mike Myers, right? So Mike Myers has a cameo in the uh, film uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, right about Queen, where he's the producer who's critiquing the song Bohemian Rhapsody, saying this is not the kind of song that teenagers are gonna bang their heads to. It's too long because that was something that the producers hated was that it was a you know like a six minute song or seven minute song or something. I have, I'm so lost. Full circle. So you need to see that scene. Cause otherwise his cameo <laughs> makes no sense. Ah, that is. <laughs> otherwise that's, you're I like, why when, is Mike Myers in this film? <laughs> I love when movies do that kind of thing where they'll tip their, their hat to with something like that, where you have an actor that played something similar in, a, in an earlier movie and they put them in in a smaller one. I love little things like that in movies. Yes. Yep. You know, it's before we sign off it, we've talked a lot about Lord of the Rings on this podcast and not, not once in this episode did it come up. That is and disappointing to me. I, I was trying to think of a way to work it in, but <laughs> because you quite possibly are the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. I have I... the distinction of being one time I won Lord of the Rings Trivial Pursuit in one turn. So <laughs> one turn. <laughs> that's not I know everybody that's listening, I know that makes me pretty cool, but uh yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of things about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so for our, you know, 45 to 65 listeners. Colin, are you still single? Uh, no, actually, I have a girlfriend now. Wow. <laughs> this is big news. Actually, I don't even know if my parents technically know yet. So, Oh, if well, they listen to this episode, they'll find out. 
Yeah. So sorry, everybody that was like all the all the women that were listening, thinking, "Wow, I could this guy, this guy won Lord of the Rings over in one turn. Is he single? He's sorry. into foxes. <laughs> all the foxes that were listening. <laughs> sorry, no, I am off. The, I my girlfriend might listen to this. I don't know, but just I said it. I am single. I'm off the market. <laughs> well, good yep. for you, man. Well, and so it'll give we'll give you about maybe two weeks or so to tell your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they know they know of her. They don't know we're officially dating yet. Is the thing so? Uh, Gotcha. Mm. All right then. Well, Colin, thank you for joining us on today's episode. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad it was a fun time, Andrew. Uh, Oh, what, Colin? I I got one other thing I meant to say early in the show, Andrew. Your recommendation of that, uh, I believe it was Flamingo Fruit Fight or something like that, a couple weeks ago, picked up that beer because of you delicious loved it so i want to thank you for that it is i i I hope you imagine that there was sand between your toes when you drank it oh i did (laughs) you know what i'm gonna love colin i think uh you can award andrew a badge because of that beer well i'm gonna award him the beer recommendation badge that's not a that's not a good name (laughs) somebody think of something better than that (laughs) some flamingo badge you know you can be the flamingo badge the flamingo fruity badge Fruity flamingo badge. That's better. <laughs> Fruity flamingo badge. Congrats, Andrew. Congrats. Oh, hey, at least we have somebody that took a beer recommendation. Well, all right, Andrew, it's been a pleasure. Again, Colin, thank you. Toodles. Thanks for listening to another episode of Dude Scouts. Please validate our fragile selves by giving us a follow on Instagram or send us an email at dudescoutspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again. Toodles.